Welcome everyone to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. Today, we're going to do something that we haven't done before. We're going to cover a band that we've already covered. Oh, so we this have is... done it before. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've never <laughs> done the same band twice. That's right. That's true. So today we're going to do Children of the Great Extinction. We put a vote up on Instagram because we couldn't decide which one we wanted to do. Yep. Um, which, by the way, I should tell you some of the others we got. So, you know, we said, should we do Norma Jean, uh-huh. Becoming the Archetype, or Other? We got a lot of people that were like, Other, and just tons of bands, right? So, so what were some of the bands, if you can remember off the top of your so head? So, one, per- one person wanted us to do, to do eulogies, and I was like, oh my gosh, we still haven't done a Wolves at the Gate episode. Haven't, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's bad, dude. And we call ourselves a Christian podcast. Yep. Or Christians that are in a podcast, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one was... Uh, uh, they have that album called Struggle Well. Yeah. Mouth of the South. Yeah, Mouth of the yeah. South. So that was one of them. In fact, I think Those Who Fear was one as well. Um, so they want us to go back and keep doing oldies. Well, but Eulogies is new. True. Then this is brand spanking new. Yeah, this is very fresh. So yeah, obviously, this one won by a landslide. Like, yeah. A lot of people voted for, for this album. And uh, even on our Discord, we've gotten a lot of people that... Just think it's top-notch, best thing ever, album of the year. I am one of them. A lot of people are placing it top one or two of all of Becoming the Archetype, right? Their whole discography. Yeah. Um, which I, I would too, you know, first or second with Dichotomy. But I know that there's some people on Discord and even on this chat that don't know how they feel yet. Are you speaking for me? Well, let me check the list <laughs> of people on the call. Um, I'm Okay, so let's let's be real here. Like... I've listened to the album probably now like 10 times, okay? Okay, okay. And every time I listen to it, my feelings change about songs. Some for the better, some for the worse, whatever. But I'm I'm just trying to figure out if this is going to be like Dichotomy for me. To where Gary showed me Dichotomy like back in the day in 20, college. 25 years ago. And I, and I was like, get out of town. This is disgusting. I need more metalcore with high pitch screaming. In a grow in a not in, a, good in way. an actual not good way, <laughs> I need more high pitched screaming and breakdowns with electronic stuff. Like at that moment in my life, sure. Um, and then we went back and we did an episode on it, and I listened to it. Over I had to again. force you to, on that too. You're you like, did. I don't know. And I was like, Tyler, it's really good. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's just do it. And I listened to it a bunch of times, and I'm like, oh my goodness, becoming the archetype is legit. And I love that album now, and I still do. Like I was listening to this over and over, Children of the uh, the Great Extinction, and I kept wanting to just oh, after it was over, like on Spotify, it plays a different song, like on their you know like radio, becoming the archetype radio uh-huh. turns yeah, into that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And Ran- Ransom came on, and I was like, oh yeah, this is such I a can good listen. song. <laughs> I can listen to this on repeat a few times instead of going back to track one and doing my notes. You know, you know? maybe it takes ten years. You know, it shouldn't though. If I like dichotomy now, and I like becoming the archetype, I should probably like this. So, do you think that this album sounds more like dichotomy than anything else they've done? There's songs that sound a lot like dichotomy on here. Yeah, I, I think there's parts of yeah. most songs that it's like that's from dichotomy. Then another yeah. part, it's like that's terminate damnation. You know. Sure. Yeah. No, I totally feel you on that. 
And I think for me, like the songs that I wrote are like, oh, sounds like Dichotomy are some of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So this album is a concept album, which means that every song tells a part of the, a piece of the story, right? So yeah. the, the whole album is like this sci-fi allegory. I won't say what the allegory is right now. Right. It's, it's Jesus. <laughs> You know, and to me, like listening to this, I really felt uh, so like when I listened to it while I was working, I thought like, this is good music. I like, oh, I like that part. Oh, I like that line. But when I sat down and like paid attention to each song yeah, and like knew what was happening, I, I started to really like some songs that I didn't really care for before. Sure. And then other songs I'm like, hmm. I liked not knowing the lyrics as much or what it was about or whatever. But we'll get to that when, when we cover them. Um, but it, to me, this is like, I feel like I'm listening to a movie and it's very, it's like a symphony of metal. And I feel like every song is like supposed to make you move and feel. And like, like if you close your eyes, you can picture scenes in your head kind of thing. Like with the music. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, You absolutely can. Yeah. But to me, I don't think there's a perfect song, but I think it's a perfect album. Yo, how is that possible? Like, I, I don't just because to me the whole thing should be one song, because it's a story from beginning to end. The whole thing encapsulates. Now, when I just listen to a random song, like it just randomly pops up on a playlist or something, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is like right in the middle of the story. Sure, you know. And now it's not. It's not a single encapsulated song. It feels you know? weird being taken out of its spot. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't know. There's some albums where, I f- like, if it's on shuffle and it just randomly pops in, I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to listen to the whole album, not just this song. Yeah. And I, I think this is one of those albums where I think if I want to listen to this, I'm going to listen to the whole thing, not just the answer or, you know, the lost colony. Sure, yeah. Hmm. I get it. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. But, like, that's not how I listen to music. I know, I know. And that's the hardest part. You're the you guy know? that pays 99 cents for that one song off that one <laughs> album, and you throw away the rest. Okay, I used to do that. I don't pay <laughs> for single songs anymore. I have oh, Spotify, right, dude. Right. Sorry, you're the like, one that I, co- that moves one song to a playlist. Dude, I kid you not. Talking about how Spotify works, and they play like the, you know, the random playlist of artists like that. I'll, I'll listen to Become the Archetype or whatever, whatever I'm listening to. And I will fast forward to that last song on the album just to get like a mix of new artists that sound like it. Like I just, I, that's, who, that's how I listen. You're a monster. I know I'm a monster, but it's just who I am. You can I'm always say, I'm a hey, shuffle guy. You just need to say, Hey Gary, what you been listening to? And I'll send you some stuff. I got all kinds of things. And I'll add one song to my playlist and shuffle the poop. And out you'll be like, it. it all sucks, Gary. And I only listen to one of them anyway. <laughs> No, I would never say that out loud. Hilarious. So let's move on. (laughs) So another thing I wanted to point out is the lineup of this, right? So this is now a three-piece band. You know, it's got Jason Wisdom back running the vocals, doing the bass, um, which I think is amazing. Uh, I was very upset when he left for I Am, you know, for the I Am album, he wasn't on it. Um, But, and they also got Brent... Duckett back uh, on drums and Seth Hecox. His last name is so hard to say. Yeah. But and he's he's in there. And I think 
now that I know like what roles he's played, I think he's probably my favorite part about becoming the archetype. Yeah, he seems to be like what makes becoming the archetype. This is weird, but it's what makes them them. Yeah. Right? Like all the weird things they do, the different things that make them unique. Yeah, like the eerie music and the, yeah. the keys and stuff. Yeah, like it's like, whoa, there's that sound. There's a lot of clean vocals on this album, Gary. I noticed that. Like, yeah, a lot. The singles I felt like didn't really let you feel how many how much clean vocals there were. But uh yeah. but we'll we'll get we'll get to those, I guess. Okay. The other cool thing is their producer is Nate Washburn. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, who's Nate Washburn? Yeah, never uh, heard of him. So, do you know the band My Epic? Yeah. Yeah, he's their guitarist. Oh, really? Which is cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. I guess with that, you, unless you have anything else you want to say before we get started. No, I'm just I'm just so worried that, like, I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna like be walking on eggshells not to, like, get anyone upset. If I say one bad thing about Come the Archetype, they're like, that's it. He's off the podcast. Never listening to him again. So I worry. That, I worry for you too, because so. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to be like, just say why I feel the way I do, and I, there's in no part of me that says this is bad. All right? right, here's what I'll do. Okay, I will convince you that this is a great album by the end of this podcast. In the next hour and some odd minutes. <laughs> okay. I I hope that at the end of this you'll say. Okay, Gary, I'll give it another try, or I'll listen to it with a different ear, or something like that. We'll see. All right. Or, or I'll just straight up convince you. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then should we just like jump into the first track? Yeah, but before we do, I want to mention something that Jason mentioned about these songs, and yeah. I I thought was interesting, and it gave a better perspective, I think, of the lineup of the songs. Okay. There's. There's actually three chapters, or four chapters, I'll say, of the, each song. And so the first three songs are a chapter called Shadows of Separation. So that's one big section of the story. And you'll kind of notice a theme of those three. And then the second chapter is four through six. It's called Dimensions of Deliverance. Right. And then the third chapter is track seven, eight, nine, which is Echoes of Extinction. And chapter four is just the last song because it's long. It's only and, eight and a half minutes, dude. Yeah. And it's called Rumors of Resurrection. Oh. Neato, huh? Oh. But uh, anyway, I stole that from his Facebook post. That's cool. And uh, with that, I think we should jump in. To chapter one. Track one. The Dead World. All right.
like this long intro. Yes. If it was a track on its own, I would say that it's a minute too long. But I think it's a great way to start telling a story. Yeah. Right. It gets you into a mind place sonically in your head. Like, okay, these are the keys they're using. These are the instruments that are being used. Like you kind of like get your footing, I guess. Um, But I really like, I didn't notice it until like probably my 20th listen. But in the background, like really quietly, there's like these really high pitch, really quiet keys that Mm. are played and you know eventually when the chorus comes in they're like in your face yeah and my other thought is i really like the clean vocals really okay do you <laughs> i mean, i think there's i mean i do right i wrote in there like wow it kind of sounds like a demon hunter ryan clark kind of clean chorus like the way that he's singing it mm. um but i do i like these clean vocals in dead world more than i do later on in the album the way clean vocals are done later if that makes sense okay yeah no i really do like them i was surprised i think this is the best song on the album yeah it's, it's definitely one of my favorites for sure it's good i just the way like to like the verses when they come in they just like smack you in the face and it's yeah. like super heavy groovy guitar and then like the next line of the verse is like deathcore fast yeah like Oh, it's so fun. Like, I love that. I really love that about them. Yeah, it actually reminds me of their song, End of the Age. Absolutely. From Dichotomy. Uh, yeah. Because, like, uh, just, like, explaining something, you know, like, like three or four word sentences that kind of chop you. Like, uh, that's like a line, you know, like four four words. That he'll be like, you know, they move the mountains into place. Yeah. It, it just feels like there's this being forming this planet. Yeah. And it just reminds me of, like, the power of the song in End of the Age, right? The way that the verses roll, it's like you can, you, you hear it clearly, like, what he's saying. I think yeah. I love that, too, about Jason. The way that he does his vocals is, like, you know what he's saying in most yeah, cases. Yeah, he enunciates it, really well. Until yeah. he gets to, like, his, like, his deathcore kind of stuff towards, like, especially the last song we're going to get to. But, like, yeah. he does, like, that type of stuff. But, like, when he screams like this, you hear him. And, like, you hear what's happening and this world that's being created and all like the chaos and craziness. And so I guess I'll get into the story, I guess. Yeah. We're almost there. Uh, so the, this song is basically that there is this, I don't know, alien race or something of these beings called ancients. And they found a planet that is uninhabitable. And for that matter, uninhabited. These are, these are literally lines from, from the song. Um, and they created the world. They yep. terraformed it. They made it livable. They created life. But in that life, there was something hidden beneath the skin. Dun, dun, dun. They're cursed, which will, you know, lead to other other songs. And, you know, kind of sounds familiar to other stories I've heard, you know. For sure. Like, yeah. And you hear, like, even, like, little... It's like little keys kind of give it away. Like just, I love the line, the last uh, line of verse two, flawless design in each detail. Like it was all perfect. Everything was good, right? And so obviously like you compare it to Genesis one, right? When God creates the the earth, the world, Mm -hmm. and everything's good. Everything's perfect. Yep. Until, right? And that's kind of where it, it gets to. So what's your favorite like part of the song? 
What do you think my favorite part of the song is? I already know it's gonna be the the breakdown. I mean, that's what I that's what I wrote. I figured you knew I'd like that yeah. part too. Yeah, I know. Like when he when he says like comes back in says lost forever, lost inside our own flesh, and he says it like bleh. Yeah. Like You're like oh. what did he just say? <laughs> that that's really cool. I think and that makes that makes this like this song. And it makes, like, I think it's the reason why it's one of my favorites. Lost forever! Lost inside our own! Flesh! Flesh! Yeah. It's just so it is good. so good. So good. And, you know, when he screams flesh again after that, uh, it's just super awesome ending. And the cool guitar work outro to, like, you know, get you out of this climax of a breakdown to end the song. Right. Yeah, and you start this story with this world that's created and something was wrong underneath the skin type of deal. And it's obviously going to move you next, you know. And we can give it away, Gary. Like, obviously the allegory is going to be about the gospel. You know, it's going to be about that. And it's going to lead us all the way through. And, like, the way they do that, able to do that, they do it in a masterful way. Yeah. Right? Even just starting it this way, I think they do it so well. And it's uh, it's pretty cool because a, a lot of bands can't do that. Yeah. Right? But if, if any band in this scene can do it, it's becoming the archetype. You know, Tyler, I'm pretty surprised you're being all positive and <laughs> – you were saying you're gonna hate this whole thing, and you're I like, know. "Man, they just killed no. the story. Those lyrics and the allegory—oh, it's nuts! It's just the best thing." <laughs> no, I—I'm not gonna say I don't like the gospel, Gary. Like, <laughs> okay. what am I supposed? <laughs> you know what? Like the story that they're telling, bogus. They have nothing to do with artists, it. right there. I've no, read this story. <laughs> I have no problem with that. But yes, overall, love the intro. This is a great like this is a great intro to the album. It's a perfect song to start with. And yeah. I'm excited for what they have to say next. You ready to move on? Let's do it. Alright, next song. Track number two, The Lost Colony. colony it starts off with a bang i really like the way that the intro like it comes in and it's super heavy but like there's also space when the vocals happen 
in between. I think I think Become the Archetype does a really good job with that. This this whole song might be my favorite on the album, Gary. Wasn't this their first single? Yes, it was. Oh, so like right away, and everyone got like, stoked. Everyone got stoked when it came yeah, out too. Yeah, it's great. It's a good song. So what do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> so in that intro, there's this really awesome like bass tone fill. Yes, and it's real rumbly. If you got good rumblers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, musically, I think it's it's a solid track. Uh, there's a lot of really cool fills. Uh, sometimes they're done with the electric guitar, sometimes they're done with keys, and it just keeps it very dynamic. Uh, there's a super cool guitar solo. Do you like guitar solos, Tyler? <laughs> it's okay, but going back to your idea of like fills, it's it's cool because like when you think of fills, normally you're like, oh, it's a drum fill, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like it's so it's so true. Like the way that he's like, the vocals are are happening in the song the guitar kind of does its own thing the electric guitar mm-hmm. like you, the bass is kind of i feel like running it but like the electric guitar fills in it comes out of nowhere and there's fills and like keys too like you said and it's just musically like awesome yeah like he'll They're finish so a verse awesome. and the guitar will just be like dun, 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 dun. and right. then the next you know the next line and i'm like oh that was cool like it, yeah. you know it's like something is happening is like uh-oh <laughs> that's not good um what i also really like is the different types of shouts and screaming and you know you have like strained vocals you got like his normal screams group shout kind of stuff you know highs mm-hmm. and lows uh i just feel like this song is very just dynamic it's all over the place like yeah. i feel like if you like anything that becoming the archetype has ever done you'll like something from this song yes there's so many sounds there's so many different type of styles within this one song yeah I even heard some tourniquet. Oh yeah, I won't, I won't get into that. But <laughs> I yeah, I I think it's it's really and it's this whole like song is kind of s- scary, right? You f- you can feel the dread, and I think the music like does such a good job like making you feel that like it can tell the story. The the instruments can also tell the story along with the vocals. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool. So, what do you think about uh, the breakdown? It's, it's breakdown. Yeah, uh, I really like it. Complete and total blackout. But even yeah. before that, like it's a bridge. I don't know. But when it comes back in, and like I think the lyrics are like, "Then without a warning, we lost connection." Mm-hmm. Silence, and he says like the next part is like only silence. I can't even do it the way that he did it. But, like, it sounds like in the studio he didn't mean to do it like that either. It's like this completely unique, extremely hard to replicate way to say silence. But it works so well. And it's, like, really cool vocals, man. And then it goes into, like, 
complete and total blackout heavy yeah. love it love it yeah. man. such awesome sound the ending's awesome too screaming abort abort like abort the mission type of deal uh, yep yeah very sci-fi yeah, space yeah. feel yep so this part of the it you know in regarding the story the, yeah. the colony they you know gathered their best and brightest of 12 which you know is an allegory to the 12 tribes of israel sent them to this planet and for decades they've seen that they were working on the planet they had communication and you know life was thriving everything was going great until one day communication was cut silence only silence <laughs> yeah that's pretty good actually gary <laughs> no that's terrible <laughs> Um, and so that that's how the song ends is like this cliffhanger of, uh-oh, something went wrong. There's absolutely yeah. no communication. We need to abort. Got to get them out. Yeah. And I even feel like tell it's telling the story about obviously the tribes of Israel and stuff like that. But even, even the before, like the, you know, the end of the previous song we talked about, right? The Dead World we talked about the creation and we had this something on their skin that was wrong and all these things have gone wrong and then you think of an allegory like of noah's ark and people dying and only a few staying right i think there's that part of it in there too and that's where it's heading like there's no more communication with god after all this or the ancients, the ancients. right uh well and i don't know if if the song is from the perspective of the ancients no we're getting into too deep, yeah. We need to talk to the author. Only a fraction of them survived the journey, anyways. The others yeah. lost forever, Gary. Singular in purpose. You know, we kind of are going to time jump in a sense, but like centuries of failed attempts to reconnect with the colony. Yep. They can't. Yep. Stop and it. We got to go back. So we move on to the next song. Track three The Remnant. Way of God for God's end. Way of God for God's end. of this song is kind of creepy you know like a halloween theme song kind of thing yeah i like this song when it was a single um, uh, i didn't care for it oh i was disappointed with it i didn't see how it it fit and so i remember they posted something like you know this album is filled with pieces that are more like dichotomy and it's filled with pieces that are more like terminate damnation and he's like you know, if you love both albums, you'll love this one. If you only love one, you might just like half the stuff on this. Sure. 
and that that's where I was like, ah, the remnant must be that one. But listening through the whole thing several times and like the story and stuff, and you know, I, it it, me- it I feel like it meshes well with the songs that are around it. Yeah. So that it's not just like you know, have that song stand alone, play, and be like, what am what I what am I listening to? But uh, but yeah, I like this song again now. Um, it's very symphonic, which I don't, the, the whole symphony of stuff, I don't think I was ready for when I first heard it. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, the keys play a big part in setting the tone and the mood and the clean vocals are also really good. It's interesting though. Like for me, I listen to it and I really like the beginning and the end cause it's heavy. Yeah. I'm not saying the clean vocals are bad, but it's a lot of clean vocals. Yep, it, there is. Yeah. A lot, man. Like, And they're good. I think they're good. It just wasn't fully what I was expecting going in. Yeah, and they're like metal style vocals. Yeah. You know? They're not group shouts like what you like. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is kind of, it's kind of, you know, some repetitive stuff, but like, I, I like the meaning. Like, this is like, the leftover right this is what's left of the chosen people yeah and it, it's, it's a pretty cool cool allegory to um to god's people yep the whole like leaving egypt stuff yeah yeah so like the, this this song's about the remaining people that are wanting to recover what was lost with the mm-hmm. ancients right uh there's a lot of silence between them and the ancients you know and yeah. so it's wanting to rebuild, restore, using parts of the song, reclaim the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like the beginning of this rebellion. Um, my favorite part, I kind of like the bridge. You know, the part that you'd wish was a breakdown? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it because it it adds a lot of space. See what I did there? Space. Yeah. Space. Feel theme. it, man. It's hilarious and and you know it's not just another guitar solo or breakdown but uh i don't know i thought it was a good change of pace from the first two yeah it is i i i really do enjoy the the ending the the rebuild restore reclaim the truth and take the leap again i like it i like how that's that's done it's probably my favorite part of the song i, I don't know if like for me like four and a half minutes of this was like <laughs> maybe just a little too much it just it just felt a little repetitive, but like, you know, it is a good change of pace. That's a good way to put it, and it fits into the story. It fits yeah. into the story that's being told. So that reminds me of a, a story, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. So ha- have you listened to the new Parkway Drive album that just came out? New, like two uh, weeks no. ago, one week ago. By the time people hear this, last month. No, I haven't no? actually. So it, it's okay. It's okay. But there's one song called Darker Still, and it's like seven minutes long. Yeah. And Parkway Drive doesn't really do that. Right. And to me, <laughs> it's just Australian Five Finger Death Punch. What? <laughs> right? Dude, like, you, you can't say that about Parkway Drive. No, if you Drive. listen to it, if you listen to it, you'll be like, dang it, Gary's right. Like, Australian but I five- really like it. It's a lot of clean vocals low voice low singing it builds through the whole thing it's got like three guitar solos and like it has the middle part where like he starts to scream the chorus instead of singing 
I like it, right? Listening to it in the car with Jen, and like three minutes in, maybe four minutes in, the second guitar solo starts, and Jen's like, this song could have ended a long time ago. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> We're only halfway there. <laughs> like, she didn't like it, but mm, if you have I don't time, know, you should listen to it. I don't know it. if I've listened to Parkway Drive since like Deep Blue or Atlas, mm. like back in like 2010, but new, I'm, I'm looking up. Darker still, I see it. Yep. Add it to your list. Check it out. And uh, So you're saying I can't just waste seven minutes right here listening to it? You wouldn't. You would stop at two minutes. How about you just like jump to like one and a half minutes in and you say, you're right. Well, they're Gary. whistling like just... an Irish, uh, some ah, sort yes. of Irish gig. The whistles. Bro, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're really right. It's some sort of like slowed down five finger death punch song. The ones you always show me when I come over <laughs> like, to your house. There's so much like, emotion there in are this. American flags and <laughs> firefighters going into buildings and police officers like protecting little kids all right right right? isn't that (laughs) every video all righty well i think i think that wraps up the remnant yeah dude so yeah the next um song is the beginning of chapter two yes you remember that um which is called dimensions of deliverance and this is another three song chapter so let's start the calling This intro is made for spooky season, Gary. Yeah, the last like, song I said creepy, this one's like quadruple. Is, dude, like, that intro, like just the music, just the the creepy, very reminiscent to me of like some dichotomy like stuff, like mm-hmm. ransom and uh I I really think that uh it 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 builds really, really well and then that piano like like kicks in and it's still like super eerie. Then out of nowhere drums go nuts screams come in and yeah, just like, is like in goes. your face yeah in your face i absolutely love you know and for me like the first time i listened to this intro it's just who i am i must be an impatient person i'm like come on <laughs> get to the point dude like, let's go i feel like you drink too much coffee or something i that, oh, I that's do your that problem for sure you're, you're going too fast sure. so i drink i have a keurig at my in my classroom and i drink at least four cups a day of just the keurig like of the keurig oh my gosh yeah dude you're worse than me and i thought i was pretty bad yeah i just i mean i have to have whenever i'm walking around and like teaching and helping kids like i have to have coffee in my hand i have to be that teacher that you had that like it's really close and helps you and you can just smell their rancid coffee breath that's got to be me you know Mm. (laughs) But I don't know. I guess for me, like, 
I, I, I want it to start right away. I think those are my favorite songs. Yeah, you want every song to be like their song, Necrotizing Fasciitis. <laughs> yes. Make it I want it to be nasty. hardcore right away. But the thing is, the intro actually makes this song better. You got to give it a chance, and eventually, your in- the intro might become your favorite part. Like for you know, me, Tyler, I love it now, dude. You make no sense. You start this episode off. <laughs> I don't know, man. This album's just, it's okay. I don't, it's going to be rough. I mean, I'm going to hate on every song. We're four songs in, and you're like, oh, man, the slow intro that takes a minute and 30 seconds before he even starts screaming. <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, no, no, no. I never said, I I did not say I hated this at all. It's fine. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't mean you hated it, just that you're it's, like, It's fine. Meh. It's good. And some songs, I would say this song, The Calling, is chef's kiss right it's amazing this it's the lebron james of this album in my opinion what yeah it's good dude like i love it all right all right what about the clean vocals love it see okay so this is another thing this this like clean vocal part gets stuck in my head all the time reminds me of something like something a band does probably mainstream but like i like the way that it's done i can't really put my finger billy eilish or something no no you think i'm joking but it's probably because she has a lot of those like really weird keys when she's singing yeah Yeah, it's not i'm thinking more like literally like something on like mainstream rock stations like a band Maybe five it's finger death Australian punch, five finger. No, Australian five finger death punch. <laughs> oh, oh, that's probably what it has. The to better be. one. Parkway oh, okay. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I don't know. It'll probably come to me later. I'm like, oh yeah. So, the the I'll say the lyrics of this song, the story of this song, is it's it's like there's like a secret group of people that are sneaking around, trying to uh, have a mission to send someone through this portal or whatever to save those lost people. Right, and so they're breaking the the rules. It's outlawed. You're not allowed to do this research. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, they find someone who can resist the right. ridiculous sentence: transdimensional nanoparticle radiation. <laughs> um, and I then love they're it, like, dude. And they're they're going to ship this person, the one person that can resist this radiation. Yeah. And they're and I love the line where they're like, "All you've got to do now is survive." Mm, you know gotta yeah. go save the people it's up to you peace but yeah. you know what that uh transdimensional nanoparticle radiation reminds me of what austrian death machine yeah that's funny that's true it's totally you, you know that song i'm talking about yes where arnold's like discombobulated corpse termination <laughs> urbanization <laughs> governmental ibation explosive montezuma yeah. blasting power revenge i came up with a sweet song title the other day it didn't really hold any meaning, but it sounds so brutal. So I wanted to write a song called 
discombobulated corpse termination, urbanization, governmental libation, explosive Montezuma's blasting power revenge. Come on, say it with me. Discombobulated corpse termination, urbanization, governmental libation, explosive Montezuma's blasting power revenge. Yes, that's funny. It totally does. I, I, I love it. I, I like I like this idea, obviously. And I, my favorite part, like, I think my favorite part is the intro. And then, like, the end when he screams survive. And the outro, man. Like, I even yeah. like the outro. It just feels like a complete story in one song. I love. So the outro is like this crazy guitar solo yeah. that's like, I don't know, crashing sounds. Yes. Like it like the song is breaking apart and I I picture like every every time I listen to this I think of it like I'm watching a movie. Mm. And like this is the part where the ship is going through the wormhole or whatever and like everything's oh, yeah. just like breaking and the sound is changing and everything's, you know, and this the song eventually ends which yeah. goes to the next song which I think is in space. Yeah. Well the the guitar like is going crazy and you feel like like you said, I guess like the ship's pulling apart, or like you're dodging asteroids in an ast- asteroid field or something, right? I don't know, <laughs> right? Like yeah, survive, okay, from what? And that's what your imagination has the to do. Transdimensional nanoparticle radiation, Tyler. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, uh, love it. So, what's your favorite part of the song? I don't know. I mean, I like the whole song. Um, the the guitar solo at the end and the outro stuff is really cool, um, but it it might be the chorus because yeah. like it's very fast. You know, the screaming is just very aggressive and in your face, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And it just like, I feel like the drums keep going at that aggressive level, um, but then the the vocals are softened, and you have the clean vocals where he's like, close your eyes, then and then 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 don't know the words yeah. off the top of my head like that, but. I don't know. It's just really catchy and it's it's relaxing and calming. And then back to like the everything goes chaos again. And you know, well, when like, he comes, they come in. It does it twice. But when he comes in from the intro and like the drums are going and he's screaming, it's like a deathcore black metal. Yeah, super his fast. vocals get low. Yeah. yeah, and the and the drums are just going nuts behind it. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool, man. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of different styles, right? And we already talked about that, but like, who are they? Who is yeah. becoming the archetype? Yeah. Like, how can you define them in anything? Extreme yeah. metal, right? I mean, that's what they are. Yeah, love the song. It's my favorite song on the album. I, I, You know what? Like, thinking back now, I might have said Lost Colony was my favorite. <laughs> I might, you, can't, I, you can't make up your mind, can you? <laughs> I, I might have, like, started this by saying, I don't know if I like it. And I'm like, oh, this song's my favorite. No, this one's my favorite. You know what might be my favorite? This next one. <laughs> At the end of this, you're like, album of the year, as I was saying the whole time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, yeah. All right, let's move on to the Phantom Field. All right.
So this is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> no, it's not, dude. No, it's not. You can't All even right, say no, that. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is like kind of what I was saying in the last song. You know, it, it it's like a movie, and this is the part where he's just slowly drifting through space, getting to where he needs to go. And I just picture him like, you know, freezing, starving, probably hooked up to a machine that's feeding him and keeping him warm, but, you know, staring out into nothingness, waiting to get to where he's going. And the way the music is just very calm and like, I don't know, relaxing and like alone. Like when that Spanish, when all the music goes out and it's just that Spanish guitar, it's just like, that's all there is. And the rest of this album is just filled with so many dynamic sounds that this is like super the opposite <laughs> what's the what's the opposite of dynamic static yeah it's <laughs> i don't know it's jesus in the wilderness 40 days 40 nights mm, right preparing like that type of feeling mm. the preparation for what is to come right <laughs> i i think i agree with spotify uh i just like look and have the lyric thing pulled up and it says hmm we don't know the lyrics for this one you know, and so that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> like, All the lyrics are my favorite part. <laughs> um, there are no lyrics, and you, it's the instrumental, dude. I know, and you hate it. You're like, skip. I delete from this playlist. Have oh, I man. ever in the history of this podcast liked an instrumental? No. So what I like about this song is that they have a song like this on, I want to say, every album. Yeah. With a Spanish guitar thing, and I've always enjoyed them. And it's, it's like right up my alley for like acoustic kind of stuff. It's like that creepy, if acoustic could be metal, it'd be Spanish metal or Spanish acoustic. I don't know. But it reminds yeah. me of this tourniquet acoustic album I used to listen to. And I listened to it recently when I found out their drummer, Ted Kirkpatrick, passed away a few months, a month ago or so. Uh, re-listened to that. And man, I love that acoustic album. Just that the sound and the metal behind it is really cool. But uh Dang, I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna make a joke about tourniquet, and then you said the dead drummer, oh. so I can't. Do well, what that. was your joke? No, I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know me so well. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna say that, Gary, but you had to make it so I couldn't, anyways. <laughs> Good. All right, so I think that's it for Phantom Field. Right, short song, not a lot to it. Uh, it, it'll probably go on one of my like instrumental acoustic yeah. um, playlists. What do you so, use that for? Work. So like sometimes when I work, I can just play whatever. It can have words or whatever. Like if it's just yeah. mindless, I don't have to think very much. I just have to do a lot of do this, but the same thing over there and do the same thing. Um, but like when I have to write documentation mm. uh, where I know what I want to say, if it ha- yeah. if, if I'm listening to a song with words, I cannot type. Like sure, and I'm easily distracted, and I want to type what they're saying and whatever. But so that that's usually what it's for. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no, I thanks for not asking back. But for me, like, what, uh, what do you use this song for, Tyler? <laughs> uh, I, I don't. So much? Yeah. But you always would hate on me when you'd see on my Spotify that I was listening to lo-fi beats. Uh, I don't you're hate like, on you. Like, you're like, oh, lo-fi beats again? You know? Well, I mean, I find them to be great for when, like, in my class and students are, like, independently working or whatever. But this was a first for me, Gary. Um, 
I assigned reading like the second week of school because I'm a mean teacher, you know, whatever. But yeah. like when students are like reading independently, they asked me, they said, hey, yo, can we listen to music while we read? Dog. And in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, dude, how can, can you listen to like music other than maybe this instrumental and actually be able to comprehend a novel? Hmm. Um I don't know, man. Like for me, I kind of have to have it silent when I read or huh. when I work. But some people, sounds oh, like yeah. you're one of those people. You got to have something going. I had a teacher in high school. It was probably like you, Mr. Tate. Um, yeah. And he uh, he would play classical music while we read and did stuff like that. Mm. And so, you know, we'd be hearing Mozart and Bach and all that. That's cool. Yeah. Instrumentals. Boring since the 15th century. <laughs> All right, dude, let's move on to the next song, The Awakening. So this intro to me is like some sort of like quest in a video game, right? This building, 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 then you finally see like where you're supposed to be. Like when the music like fully like comes in and it's some pretty cool music. I'm not going to lie. Like there's some grooves and there's some really awesome. It's a different way, different type of intro music, you know, about the same length but way different than the calling, yeah. right? Like a totally different type of instrumental uh, intro. You know what I pictured when I heard the intro? What? I picture like hobbits or, or someone like, you know, <laughs> hopping through a field. It's happy. <laughs> Things are great. You know, it's like adventure. Yeah. Very positive, yeah. very happy. Uh, and then like after that first minute, it turns so sinister. Mm-hmm. and just gets yeah. like super evil and it kind of sounds like well it sounds like two i have two thoughts and one is like that the bad guy is like the camera sh- you know backs up and you see the bad guys watching them in the field mm. <laughs> ready to take them out you know <laughs> either that or like yes i don't know like uh when like the the hero finally gets like powered up and like goku's ready to fight now and he's all super saiyan and he's just like walking slowly ready to murder you know it's just a super ba tone and it is music yeah it is it's it's really cool um and then like you feel like you're there right like it happened oh we made it and now it's time to get going right and everything comes back and and i think there's a few parts of the song are my favorite parts i like some of the lyrics a lot Mm -hmm. i do like the idea 
Let me find it and make sure I say it the right way. Um, I am the ancient of ancients, the beginning and the end. And then the world below you has been corrupted, not from without, but from within. That dun, part's dun, dun. awesome. So yeah. fun. The, yeah, like, the I love that part. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the lyrics of this, like the where the story's at is he's made it to the planet. He's yeah. crashing down to land. And <clears throat> basically time and space all stop. And there's like a blinding light and the ancient of ancient shows up in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. And says, I am the ancient of ancients, the beginning of the end. The world below you has been corrupted. And like Tyler said, not from without, but from within. And then a yeah, I guess. I guess he screams yeah. There's a lot of hey, hey. I love that group shouting too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, and then he tells him like the scary part. Only yeah. you can end the curse. Sacrifice your body for the broken. Your essence must be poured out. You know, traveling through space, I'd be like, excuse me. I just survived this trans-dimensional hootie-wootie. And now you want me to do what now? Yeah. A a perfect way to to show the idea of, like, knowing and hearing God's plan, right? Like, how how Jesus did it. I think it's a really well-done... song and i like i like the part too like when like finally like it happens and he gets there and sees the planets moving forward and it's like a bullet out of a gun and you can just like picture yeah, once, a capsule. yeah once the ancient disappears it's like yeah boom and yeah. you can picture like a capsule like coming down out of space yeah and like you've seen it you know um yeah it's pretty cool Like a bullet from a gun Space inside Come rushing back into focus Tearing through the heavens With fervent heat And finally crashing down into the ocean Into the ocean Yeah. So your favorite part was the uh, without and within thing. Yeah. Mine was when he says from beautiful chaos to deafening silence. Oh yeah. I love the, I like that part the vocals too. on that. But yeah, his his like vocals on this are lower and grittier. Mm. Like they sound so good. Like the first yeah. minute or so. Like it's just different than all the other songs. Wasn't that like a big deal? Like I remember seeing Jason Wisdom like interview somewhere. And was like, I don't know if I could do this again. Like, I don't know if I could go back and and growl and scream mm. like I used to. But he obviously can. Yeah. That's probably some of the best I've heard from him. Absolutely. I agree, man. Or the recording is just a lot better. <laughs> there could be some of that. I don't know how many tries it took. You but know, he yeah. didn't lose it. Like, he didn't lose it, man. Yeah. So. So cool. this is my favorite song. Oh, okay. I love that the intro, like all those different instruments that are in there. Like, I think there's a banjo. There's some kind of like... redo. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Like, there's some weird stuff. Uh, and I think that's what kind of gives it that Hobbit feel is like all these different like twangy 
unoriginal, you know, instruments. But especially like, the first part of that, yeah, intro. You know, Absolutely. you know what's funny. I was doing grocery pickup at Walmart. Yeah. You know, do you do that? Yeah, you got to plan ahead, man. Like that's not okay. my forte. So we do plan. Like every weekend, we're like, yeah. what day are we picking up? Saturday or Sunday, whatever. We try to get a whole week's worth of groceries. You know, basically, you place your order online. Someone else does the shopping for you, and they say, "Hey, it's ready. Come pick it up." And we're like, "Sweet, you just saved me an hour and a half of my life, <laughs> and I don't have to buy all those extra Oreos and chips that are on the, all the end caps that Absolutely. entice my That's eyes, true. right?" So you sit there and you wait, and you know they pop up, blah blah blah. Open your trunk, and they're loading it in. The song changes to this one. I like to have the music on just a little bit, <laughs> so that when they're back there, they can yeah. hear like, "Oh, this guy listens to metal," you know, just a little bit. Yeah. And this it was like my first time. Like the album just came out, <laughs> and it went from the Phantom Field, which I was like, eh, and then it played the Awakening. Like, All right, what's this song about? And the way it starts is just like. I bet that guy's like, what is he listening to? Hobbit music, dude. He's like, dude, this guy <laughs> like, is about ready to go to a cosplay Lord of the Rings. Exactly. It's like <laughs> this dude's into like Celtic folky dance stuff. I don't know what he's listening to. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. Break But downs. of course, by the time he's done tossing everything in the back, he's like, have a good day and closes. And then it gets to all the dark stuff. And you're like... Let me turn it up really loud and roll the windows down. You missed this part, dude. <laughs> I promise. It is metal, dude. Yeah. That's funny. Totally. That's awesome. It does take a while. And that's the thing, like, you gotta be you gotta be there for the ride of what becoming the archetype is. Yeah. You gotta know it's gonna be going like a roller coaster. And sometimes yeah. you gotta like go all the way to the top for it to come down. And uh this song's a really good example of that for sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's awesome. I think they're like, I th- I feel like that with a lot of their albums. Uh, it's just there's too much detail that if you put it on as background music, or yeah. like you're doing something else and you're not focused on actually listening, you're just you're just gonna be like, ah, eh, it's okay, I don't care for it. You know, like ah, whatever. Like there's a few parts that got my attention when he went blah and you know right. crazy guitar solos and stuff. But yeah, if you sit down and listen to this with a nice beverage of your choice and yeah read along to the lyrics i think it's an excellent story and enjoyable music like you're going to have a good 45 minutes is that how long this is i don't know it anyway. yeah it isn't a an album or songs that you just randomly put a few songs into your shuffle playlist no like, it, it, it's awkward it isn't. when those pop in on shuffle you're like Whoa. yeah there's a few songs that might work but like and I think you stay this at the beginning. Like, it just works together as one piece of art. Like, mm-hmm. it's one through ten. It's a whole concept. So you have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So let's move on. So that's the end of chapter two. The next section is chapter three of this story. And it's Echoes of Extinction. So you can try to guess what's going to happen. But the next song is track seven, The Hollow. Break out 
So right away, the hollow gives me Phineas vibes for sure with that guitar. Yeah. Right? You think Dan Gailey's still there slinging, slinging the strings, but yeah. I don't think he's on this song. I know he's on The, the Lost, Lost Colony. Colony. Yeah, mm. I think he's on The Lost Colony. Um, but it definitely feels like something that would be like a Phineas song. Like, it's just a fun riff, too. Like, it, and another different style of music, right? Yeah. Another different style of music. I I think the intro, too, like, when it starts getting into, like, the main riffs um, and the first verse, I, I, I can't, like, really put my finger on it. But when it gets to the pre-chorus and he starts saying, I can't remember the last time, big pause, I took a breath on my own. Big mm-hmm, pause. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's Sleeping Giant. Like, just the way that it he says it with, like, backing behind him, if mm. that makes sense. It's just, like, a shout more so than, like, his scream. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really like that part. I like I like that they, they added it that way. Yeah. So I know there's this is a pretty popular song with a lot of people. Yeah. And I think if they were to make a radio track, it'd be this one. <laughs> Like, if you got rid of that one-minute bridge with the guitar thingy at the end, you know, where it's, like, chorus, mm-hmm. bridge, chorus, I think if you got rid of that and made it, like, a three-and-a-half-minute song, totally. Could, sure. Like, um, because I think you could take this song out of out of the story, right? And yeah. And have it on its own. But anyway, what I'm getting at and complaining at is that it's repetitive lyrically compared to the rest of the album. That's all like every verse is a story and it's like driving. This one gives very little detail to what's happening, but basically in this song, he gets out of his ship, ditches his lifeline that he's been hooked up to feeling super alone. And that's when the chorus happens. And he says, this world is hollow filled with selfish, hollow creatures conceived in sorrow, captive to their fragile features. It's almost like a, side story episode yeah you know well, like this is like where the the album art comes from you know where the ship's like pride rock looking sitting there yeah. and you got all the hollow creatures crawling around and like that's like an ocean of hollow creatures yeah but that's where the the, the album art comes from i i really like too the way the chorus is done i i, that, I like it too i like the sing scream combo this world is hollow I would rather have that than straight up clean vocals. I think it depends, but yeah, I, I would I would like this style if it wasn't like I don't know repetitive to me. Sure, it, it does. It does. It does kind of feel like maybe like a demon hunter esque or like a fit for a king trying to be like that. Right. That's why I'm saying it, it feels more like feel. a formula for a yeah. radio song. You know, the yeah. only thing that makes it not. You know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, 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 bridge, chorus. I'm, I'm, it's a hyperbole. <laughs> There's not that many choruses in this one. But yeah, is that long guitar solo thing that I was saying. If you took this out, this would be the metalcore formula song. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I still, I still like this song. Um, I'm surprised you do because 
to me the guitars are very metal like progressive they metal are. feeling and like not it's so like that metal. first riff you know those kids at your school that learn that one metal riff and they just play it all <laughs> yeah. the time like it feels like that's the some avenge sevenfold riff they learned and they yeah. just keep playing it you know um yeah but i i do like it. i think it's a good change of pace but i can totally see your point how it doesn't feel like it's driving the story it's doesn't have to it's self-contained which means it could totally be a single and be okay yeah we did a, a poll on our discord server of uh you know we listed the 10 songs and said you know vote for your top three tracks and so when the yeah. poll was all done like the hollow was the top one like pretty much everyone had it in the top three so it is up there people love it yeah it might be my oof, fourth or third yeah um before we get too off track yeah, I think we can move on to the next track. All right, let's do let's do that. Let's next song is The Ruins. track it gets my attention first because it features ryan clark yep absolutely and then second the way it starts is way different than all the other ones Mm. with those broken vocals like a yell shout strained thing where he's like so this is how it ends and uh i mean so lyrically in this song it's a first person perspective of the dude from the ship yeah. And he's being carried by these creatures to like their town. And he sees the empty faces of hollow creatures longing to awaken. Mm. Right? That's like the end of the song. But they have veins that hang out of their bodies, dripping blood. They their bodies crumble at the slightest touch, like any contact. And there's a line that I really like. Uh, endless endeavor just to stay intact yeah because they're so hollow like they're they're just focused on how do i keep my body from not crumbling um and then he has a line that i really like and he says are these the children of men i was sent to redeem and they're all completely hollow inside right right um and i I, ryan clark's parts i like the lyrics i like what it's meant to be you know it's like him coming to terms with him being a sacrifice yeah you know every breath is a prayer death comes for everyone like why not come for me this curse it's in the water it's in the air when he sings that though it sounds like a different band a different song i'm trying i've been spending weeks trying to figure out what is this
mean, it's a. It, to me, it sounds like a Demon Hunter ballad, dude. Like, don't do that. No, it okay. does. Here's the elephant in the room that I said I would address and then didn't. I don't like him in the song. Oh, don't. Wow, write that one down. Yeah, I. So this is his third time on a Becoming the Archetype song or album. Uh, he was on Dichotomy where he did like background singing vocals. Um, on their song Dichotomy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was on a Terminate Damnation song, um, Screaming. So this is like, I don't know, middle ground, mid-tempo stuff. Little, I don't know, he's more forward on this. Like, he has a bigger role. And I I don't know, like, the song is so aggressive and so fast. And when he comes in, like, it's like a different song. And it, like, as soon as he's done singing... It's like the drums are like, okay, everybody, fast forward, and they have to do like this speed up gallop to get back up to speed, right. you know. And then the music continues, and then when his part comes back in, I just feel like it's so separated. Um. And and I get that one is like a first person, like he's saying these things and narrating these things, when Ryan Clark's parts are more like internal, like everyone has to die. I, are these the people I'm supposed to save? Like, you know, those are his thoughts. But I don't know. When I saw Ryan Clark, I was stoked and ready to hear, like, you know, double growls. Like, he has a verse. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I just more aggressive, right? Sure. And I mean, I, I, I like feel, it. I, I feel bad you're... for nitpicking. but Yeah, I think you're spot on, though. Like, it does feel like a different song because – Everything up to that point, like, has been super heavy, super brutal. Um, and then all of a sudden it does. It, like, just feels like it's building, 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 and then falls off a cliff to get to Ryan Clark, his chorus. I don't know. Because, yeah, whatever. I, I don't want to bring Five Finger Death it's Punch into this again, but. Again, Gary? <laughs> Bro. If there were Your low... obsession is getting to a new level. So if Ryan Clark's vocals were low... And it was more like a talky or like really low singing, like because he can get really low, like the yeah. Five Finger Death Punch guy. <laughs> then you know the sound that they do. You know uh, his name. I, Just say I, his I, name. You know actually, it. I actually forgot it right now. <laughs> if he would do that, I felt like it'd be a better fit. Uh, but I'm just I'm just complaining. Like I, this is probably my least favorite song on the album. Mm, least favorite. Wow. More, like, even worse than Phantom Field? But no. Okay, that instrumental is probably last. Right, because instrumental. I don't fully get, like, upset at it. I To me, it sounds like, okay, this is what a Demon Hunter ballad is, but you are you don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't, I feel like you keep get, trying to get me to listen to, just in this episode, you've mentioned Five Finger Death Punch like three times, dude. I have. Almost like I've been trying to get you to listen to Nickelback. You have, and you won't <laughs> stop, even today, before we started recording. Yo, check out this video about people, like, hardcore dancing to the new Nickelback. You're like, it's so funny and not ironic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's heavy, kind of, right? Like, yes, yes. It is, though. All right, all right. So, anyway, do you have any thoughts? I mean, I feel like I just bashed the song, but uh, lyrically, you know, it's a fun song, and... It is. I, I I actually like it. I think, I mean, yes, when Ryan Clark is doing the chorus, I'm not the biggest fan. 
of this type of chorus in general, not not as Ryan Clark, just in general, in the middle of the the metal awesomeness that is outside of it. I think it. I think it's a one of their. It's crazy because I think it is one of their heavier songs outside of the chorus, on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I I am only upset and complaining because I think I would have wanted Ryan Clark to do something different. Yeah. But for what it is, even if he wasn't there, it was a different singer or their regular singer. Singer, I, it I would like it, just fine, right? Right. My only negativity is that you just had expectations going in. Yes, yes. I yeah, I overhyped myself for reading featuring sure. Ryan Clark and went, oh, oh, that's what he's gonna do on this song. Okay, you know. Yeah, you know, when you see, like, Ryan Clark, you don't necessarily know. When you see, like, Brooke Reeves, you're like, oh, this is going to be yep. good. Yep. That's true. You know, so you get these different types of styles with Ryan Clark. But, yeah. So, shall we move on to The Curse? This is no, my no, curse. No, 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 no. Not that one. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to the world of Okay, Gary, I think you might have to help me on this one. Okay, so I kind of, and I, I don't want to sound like I don't like this part, but the welcome to the world of dead man, like to me, it gets kind of repetitive. And it feels like, you know, like like when you were in sports and you like had to do conditioning for a certain amount of time, like you took a break, you took a break, and then you had to like, the dead man part you ran 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 and then you like, took a break okay took a break uh-huh. i don't know like to me like, <laughs> that's what it felt like um and i don't fully <laughs> you <were> like struggling it. <laughs> i'm you just not, i don't or... like i you know like okay here we go again like you have to run lines or something and you run lines during that time and you get back and you're like finally it's over and then it comes again oh that's and funny you're like, oh, it's actually listed on one of my favorite parts of the song but uh-huh the intro part and the second time it does it, I'm like, oh, here we go again. The last time, the end of the song, oh yeah, yeah, is my favorite part. Oh yeah, is he screaming it differently or is it a different guitar tone? Both different. It's all of no both. different key. I see. I feel like he might be screaming the same way. I think he is screaming the same way on but all three everything times, else, right? Because the first time is very yes. bare bones. Yep. And that's what I was going to say is like at the very beginning of the song, it reminds me of like Demon Hunter's first album. Yeah. Much okay. cleaner, not that crazy, but the vo- and the vocals are just harsh and like that's what leads it. You know, he's like, welcome to the world of, and it's like a group scream, dead men. You hear like two vocals yeah. or whatever. But the background, there's not a lot going on. The second time they do it, 
there's like this creepy key and guitar sound going on in the background. And then on yeah, the third one, yeah. it's after that crazy guitar solo thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And it's just like chaos behind him. Fun. Fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just adds more. And I think it's the same style. To I, I think so too. But like to me, once it's all full there, it's like, oh, that's not lame anymore. Mm. I can dig that. And I actually like my least favorite is the intro. Kay. My favorite part of the song is the outro same lyrics yeah but the way it's done to me is like so different i don't know i think the vocals are impressive on this song they are like they They do all the things the lows the highs the groups yes they do so lyrically uh what the song's about it's from this time it's from the perspective of the cursed people right and yeah they kind of recap what the whole album has been, right? Yeah. The water went bad. It's in the water. You know. <laughs> and then the curse spread. There's no cure. There's no fix. Uh, and then they talk about the guy that crash landed, right? He descended like fire from the heavens. Awesome mm-hmm. line, the way he screams that. Um, they crossed an ocean of death to reclaim him. And then they call him the bringer of hope, giver of life. Ooh. Ooh, there's a nugget um, which is interesting because from his perspective he's like i'm gonna die and from their perspective they're like our hero uh and then yeah. they you know tell him welcome to the world of dead men <laughs> your least favorite part um <laughs> uh, but the interesting part is that they they, t- they talk about how he carried with him the water of life and like what do they say they they didn't treat it with care careless and desperate they dashed yep. it to the ground but this is the water in his body. And I think what they're saying is they killed the dude. And they're like, isn't there another way to get this water from him? Yeah. To cure them. And I, we'll get to that on the next song. But but yeah, my favorite part um, is that outro thing where the guitar kind of like, it's like, I don't know, revving. It's like preparing to go crazy. Yes. And he's like, yeah. bring us back there to the source. Like that part where they echo, they say that over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and eventually the guitar just goes nuts and then it you know outro of welcome to the world of dead men yeah with much more really distorted. just chaotic yeah yep What are your thoughts? Like, what's your favorite part of the curse? That outro thing? I think the outro is I do I do really like how you said when he comes in on that second verse, um, or I guess chorus, he descended like fire from the heavens, like a bowl of lightning from the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. I think the song is like you said they do all the things. It's super dynamic vocally, and even though like the the intro kind of bugs me but i think you're i think you're kind of hit on the nail on the head with the demon hunter the first album demon Hunter. it might be because i was thinking about ryan clark you know (laughs) did it hit you yeah yeah no i could kind of see that and just bare bones you're right just bare bones and maybe that's why it just doesn't really feel like there's oomph behind it but then there is yeah then there is and I, i love the outro so much all right so that wraps up chapter three the last song is long enough 
that it has its own chapter, chapter four, and it's called Rumors of Resurrection, and that last song is called The Sacrament. So to start with, this is an eight and a half minute song. It's good, dude. It's a very metal song, uh, very dynamic, and I love how they do the you know den na na den na na. And so the story basically concludes. Are you ready for me to? Bro, I'll I'll drop my my bombs on you in a second. You you All right. you conclude this story, and I'll drop some bombs right now. All right, I'm excited. So the lyrics. This song basically ends with they killed our dude and they're going to drink and consume his blood the water from his body they you know they echo this go and reclaim the planet blah 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 but basically they got his ship they put the dude's body in the ship and they found a way to hook up those veins that are hanging out of their bodies to the ship and get the dude's blood and life to flow into all of their bodies purifying them curing them of all their problems right um and not a single drop of his water or blood was wasted. Not a single drop wasted. Ooh. Boy, that's a great lyric. The ship closed when they were done and rose slowly into the clouds and completely vanished. That also sounds pretty familiar. And they're now clothed in his purity. A new day dawns, the past erased. Yeah, life and death contended and victory remained with life. These are words from the song. And it says, the ancient writing plainly says, death is swallowed up in death. Now its sting is lost forever. Pretty awesome lyrics. Uh, if you just take this for a sci-fi story, like that's a pretty crazy story, right? <laughs> True. That is a metal sci-fi crazy story. Yeah. That is an allegory to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and yeah. it's so cool how it's done. It's so cool. Yeah. So what are your bombs you're dropping on me, Tyler? Some of these lyrics, and I was just like, I was sort of joking before we, we started that this might be the greatest song ever written, dude. <laughs> this might be the greatest yes. song of all time. <laughs> I did. Like, and I don't know. There's just like, just so much perfect stuff to it. Like, when you're talking about, not even lyrically, but the way that it it goes from chorus and it moves through and it's like death growls and super crazy to rock. And all within just like a few lines and it goes back and forth, back and forth and they do it so well. And it's like, man, this is a symphony of metal. Yes. Absolutely. This is a eight and a half minute perfect song. I'm not gonna lie. It's a perfect song. You know, Tyler, 
I'm beginning to think that you do like this album. Uh, did I already say my favorite song was? Did I already say my favorite song was the calling? You say, yeah, you've said it about a lot of things. Are you wanting to change your answer again? I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. My favorite song is the sacrament. I think it's really well written, and like I think the lyric that changed it for me, I gotta find it to make sure I'm. I I don't misquote it. Oh, verse three, not a single drop reclaimed was wasted. talking perfect atonement here gary we're getting deep <laughs> theological yep allegorical references to the atonement like yep i'm all in on that and it's so cool just the way just the pictures that are that are created in this story and how it all points back to like the gospel how yeah. creative how great how awesome Ugh. yeah you should hit up jason and be like yo you did great. I think you did great too. I've been saying this whole episode, this story, the all-in-one thing is amazing. Did I change my mind without knowing I changed my mind? But from the beginning, what do you mean? How did I start off this episode? Didn't I start? <laughs> You're like, did I start uh, off going in like I don't know how I feel about this? Yep, yep. That's how it started. But we're yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get your uh, full conclusion at the you know at the end. But so one of there's two things that I really like in this song. One yeah. of them is that middle bridge. So the part oh, where the yes. where the ship ascends off into space and everyone's like, oh, there he goes. And it's like this super peaceful, like beautiful music, right? And it, yeah. I feel like Becoming the Archetype has done this a few times. Like a dichotomy, they have a piece like this on end of the age when they're describing yeah. God's glory and power and stuff. Like It's like, oh, epic. Um, and it just really gives you that feeling of like, these people are at peace. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think in that they say, so when they went to kill him, they said they took his life in a jealous rage. He exposed their inadequacies and shined mm. a light upon their failures. Unblemished yeah. flesh, a painful reminder. Though your failures bind you, this death will not define you. Jeez, yeah, Love that great, line, man. the way he does that. But yeah, great, great allegory, analogy, metaphor, whatever it is. I do also really like when it talks about they laid his corpse inside the metal frame, connected tubes and wires to his lifeless veins. Like, I automatically looked, like, in my mind, pictured the dichotomy uh, cover art, like oh, album art. Well, I just, like, everything being plugged book. in. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know, but, like, that's what my first thought was, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I pictured, kinda... like, Jesus on a metal spaceship cross. Just getting, and, you know, plugging in the veins. That's like the nails into his wrist. And yeah, and then the finishing spear. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, it's and cool. and the outro, super slow. You're cool with that? Takes like a minute and a half to end the song. I have exhausted all of my energy by that moment, so I need it. <laughs> you're like, it's over. <laughs> yeah, that's like the part of the show where the credits are rolling, and you're just like, oh yeah. my gosh, did you? That was what an ending. Oh man. Yeah, lights go on. You see all like the stuff on the floor. You're like, wow, 
all sweaty. You got to pee real bad because you've been sitting there listening to this album the whole time. <laughs> it's really eight and a half minutes for this song. I don't know if I can hold it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, it's, it's a really good song. And what a way to end an album. What a way to end a story. Yeah. The greatest story ever told, told in a different way. Yep. Cool, man. Yeah, it's really good. He did a great job. And I hope they get a lot of attention for this because they deserve it. I feel like a lot of effort was put into the lyrics. And the way they write music is just so dynamic and it's an adventure. It's good yeah. stuff. And it's so hard for me to like, and I'm probably like other people too, like to fully just get on board. But like part of the journey, it just even talking it out with you is like, this is a piece of art, man. Yeah. Like you can't, and I, as much as I want to just take it for the pieces of like tracks and just separate it, you can't. In the yeah. whole grand scheme of things, it's like, man, this is really cool. You've said this at the beginning of the episode that you just didn't feel that good about it. It was just okay. That like you liked it, you don't love it. Yeah. And we've, you know, I've teased you probably like four or five times about like, oh, I thought you didn't like it. And here we are, eight songs in, nine songs, 10 songs now. And you just have good things to say all the time. I think I was going to, I think I was worried I was going to be negative on certain pieces of individual tracks. Oh, the parts that I took and I was negative about. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I just felt like I just didn't, I I wasn't looking forward to being negative. And it turns out like I, I, I wasn't as much, I guess. And maybe some of those things that not necessarily bother me, but maybe those, some of those things that make it hard for me to fully like dive in to becoming the archetype, like do they fully even matter in the grand scheme of this album, I don't think so. So album of the year? I don't know if I'd go that far right now, um, but but I, what would I say that it was better so far? So there's been a few releases, um, and yeah. there's a few more coming. Um, one that I think would be a good contender with this, which comes out tonight, um, and by the time you guys have heard this, I'm sure I'll be ranting and raving about it, is the Confessions of a Traitor album. Mm. Um, I've been enjoying the singles, and I think I think that will give this a run for its money. I mean, yeah. Overall, I say this is this is up there. Gosh, what else has come out in 2022 that was uh, killer? You mean to give you some answers? Yeah, I'll say I'll give you. So here's the game we're gonna play to end this. I will say yes or no to if those albums beat Children of the Great. Well, you probably haven't listened to some of these, but I'll just list some. So okay. trenches. No. Plead the widow's cause. Ooh. Tough one, huh? As a whole album, I don't know if it compares. Wow. It does, but it doesn't, you know? Sure. Never mind. Okay, it, so we're okay. okay. You got me with that a little Wolves bit. Wolves at the gate. Nope. Memphis may fire. No. Uh we got Norma Jean, yeah. Bro. Have you listened to that one much? I haven't much, but are we coming to the realization that Children of the Great Extinction is my top album of 2022 so far? Well, how about the new Emery? Have you listened to that one? Rub some dirt on it? Yeah, I have, and it's pretty good, but I wouldn't say it's better than this. Okay. How about uh, Voluntary Mortification? Nope. Devil Wars Prada comes out today. So today we got the Devil Wars Prada and Confessions of a Traitor. And later this year, who do we... I mean, Fit for a King's dropping something. Yeah. What else do I got? You know, Demon Hunter's dropping something. 
bro. We came as Bromans. I started off by saying I might not like this album to like this could be my top album, dude. Wow, what a turnaround! To become the archetype. That's what they do to you. The more you listen to them, the more you like them. It's in the water. I think they're a <laughs> they're the poster band for give them a chance. Like, don't stop. You know, everyone says, like, when you watch The Office, just get past the first season. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to be in it, you know? And, like, I think if you listen to Become the Archetype a few times, the whole album, yeah, don't be a sinner like me and just go track by track and shuffle, right? Like, oh. the whole album. I think what happens is you like it more every time. Where other albums, yeah. I listen to it, and I like it less every time hmm. yeah and i think that has to do with how dynamic it is you know you, you start to pay attention like oh the second chorus there's a different guitar yeah like that's creepy that's cool because in your head you, you're remembering it one way and then now you're right. hearing it and it's like wait that's different but yeah I, I think this album deserves many playthroughs and i think i'll probably be listening to it you know for years to come just like oh this was a good album i'll i'll spin this and see what it's yeah see what it's like now but uh absolutely yeah. so i guess that wraps up our episode yeah so thanks everyone for listening uh if you like what we're doing become a patron buy us a cup of coffee if you want to be part of the conversation uh we're i'm on discord all day long uh there's a lot of people on there and we got a lot of fun stuff going we got bands on there you know they share new stuff give teasers of new merch that they're dropping soon and you know we're on instagram and facebook message us have a conversation, chat, hang out, whatever. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening.